Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. Today we're going to study spiritualism. This is chapter 30 of the Spiritual Gifts, Volume 1, which has also been known as the 1858 Great Controversy. I saw the wrapping delusion. I don't know if you know the history of that, but back then there were people who had knocking on the walls and they would knock back and it was uh, evil spirits communicating with them so uh, I'll go ahead and continue reading Satan has power to bring the appearance of forms before us purporting to be our relatives and friends that now sleep in Jesus it will be made to appear as if they were present the words that they uttered while here which we were familiar with will be spoken in the same tone of voice which they had while living will fall upon the ear. All this is to deceive the world and ensnare them into the belief of this delusion. I saw that the saints must have a thorough understanding of the present truth, which the present truth on that subject was the state of the dead, the nature of man, okay, which they will have to maintain from the scriptures. They must understand the state of the dead, for the spirits of devils will yet appear to them professing to be beloved friends and relatives who will declare unto them unscriptural doctrines. They will do all in their power to excite sympathy and work miracles before them. To confirm what they declare, the people of God must be prepared to withstand these spirits with the Bible truth that the dead know not anything and that they are the spirits of devils. I saw that we must examine well the foundation of our hope for we shall have to give a reason for it from the scriptures, for we shall see this delusion spreading, and we shall have to contend with it face to face, and unless we are prepared for it, we shall be ensnared and overcome. But if we do what we can on our part to be ready for the conflict that is just before us, God will do his part, and his all-powerful arm will protect us. He would sooner send every angel out of glory to make a hedge about faithful souls than that they should be deceived and led away by lying wonders of Satan. I saw the rapidity with which this delusion was spreading. A train of cars was shown to me going with the speed of lightning. The angel bade me look carefully. I fixed my eyes upon the train. It seemed that the whole world was on board. Then he showed me the conductor who looked like a stately fair person, whom all the passengers looked up to and reverenced. I was perplexed and asked my attending angel who it was. Said he, it is Satan. He is the conductor in the form of an angel of light. He has taken the world captive. They are given over to strong delusions to believe a lie that they may be damned. His agent, the next highest in order to him, is the engineer, and others of his agents are employed in different offices as he may need them, and they are all going with lightning speed to perdition. I asked the angel if there were none left. He bade me look in an opposite direction, and I saw a little company traveling a narrow pathway. All seemed to be firmly united and bound together by the truth. This little company, just a little company, looked careworn, his little flock, as though they had passed through severe trials and conflicts, and it seemed as if the sun had just appeared from behind the cloud and shone upon their countenances and caused them to look triumphant as though their victories were nearly won. I saw that the Lord had given the world opportunity to discover the snare. This one thing was evidence enough. For the Christian, if there were no other, there is no difference made between the precious and the vile. Thomas Paine, 
whose body has moldered to dust and who is to be called forth at the end of the thousand years at the second resurrection to receive his reward and suffer the second death, he is purported by Satan to be in heaven and highly exalted there. Satan used him on earth as long as he could, and now he is carrying on the same work through pretensions of having Thomas Paine so much exalted and honored, and as he taught on earth, Satan is making it appear that he's teaching in heaven. And some on earth who have looked with horror at his life and death and his corrupt teachings while living now submit to be taught by him who was one of the vilest and most corrupt of men, one who despised God and his law. He who is the father of lies blinds and deceives the world by sending his angels forth to speak for the apostles and make it appear that they contradict what they wrote when they were on earth, which was dictated by the Holy Ghost. These lying angels make the apostles to corrupt their own teachings and declare them to be adulterated. By so doing, he can throw professed Christians who have a name to live and are dead and all the world into uncertainty about the word of God. For that cuts directly across his track and is likely to thwart his plans. Therefore, he gets them to doubt the divine origin of the Bible and then sets up the infidel Thomas Paine as though he was ushered into heaven when he died, and with the holy apostles whom he hated on earth, is united and appears to be teaching the world. Satan assigns each one of his angels their part to act. He enjoins upon them to be cunning, artful, and sly. He instructs some of them to act the part of the apostles and speak for them, while others are to act out infidels and wicked men who died cursing God, but now appear to be very religious. There's no difference made between the most holy apostles and the vilest infidel. They're both made to, to teach the same thing. It matters not who Satan makes to speak if his object is only accomplished. He was so intimately connected with pain upon earth and so aided him that it is an easy thing for him to know the very words he used in the very handwriting of one of his devoted children who served him so faithfully and accomplished his purposes so well. Satan dictated much of his writings and it's an easy thing for him to dictate sentiments through his angels now and make it appear that it comes through Thomas Paine, who was his devoted servant while he lived. But this is the masterpiece of Satan. All this teaching, purporting to be from apostles and saints and wicked men who have died, comes directly from his satanic majesty. Now this, it should be enough to remove the veil from every mind and discover unto all the dark, mysterious works of Satan that he has got one whom he loved so well and who hated God so perfectly with the holy apostles and angels in glory, virtually saying to the world and infidels, no matter how wicked you are, no matter whether you believe in God or the Bible or disbelieve, live as you please. Heaven is your home. For everyone knows that if Thomas Paine is in heaven and so exalted, they will surely get there. This is so glaring that all may see if they will. Satan is doing now what he has been trying to do since his fall through individuals like Thomas Paine. He is through his power and lying wonders tearing away the foundation of the Christian's hope and putting out their sun that is to lighten them in this narrow way to heaven. He's making the world believe that the Bible is no better than a storybook, uninspired, while he holds out something to make it to take its place, namely spiritual manifestations. Now here is a channel wholly devoted to himself under his control, and he can make the world believe what he will. 
the book that is to judge him and his followers, he puts back in the shade just where he wants it. The savior of the world he makes to be no more than a common man, and as the Roman guard that watched the tomb of Jesus spread the false and lying report that the chief priests and elders put in their mouth, so will the poor deluded followers of these pretended spiritual manifestations repeat and try to make it appear that there's nothing miraculous about our Savior's birth, death, and resurrection, and they put Jesus with the Bible back into the shade where they want him and then get the world to look to them and their lying wonders and miracles, which they declare far exceed the works of Christ. Thus the world is taken in a snare and lulled to security, not to find out their awful deception until the seven last plagues are poured out. Satan laughs as he sees his plan succeed so well and the whole world in the snare. Boy, that's really scary, isn't it? How easy we can be deceived because something sounds like it fits our way of thinking. <clears throat> hmm. I don't remember much about Thomas Paine. Uh, I think it's worth looking up and seeing what his life was about. It seems to me he was involved in politics also. Something to do with the uh, democracy and republicanism. I'm not sure. I think it was her democracy that he was involved in. I, I, you know, I can't tell you for sure. I'd have to go look that up. But um, that rapping delusion started in, it was the Fox sisters in New York, I think. And they would knock back and pretty soon they had a communication going, kind of a... Um, Morse code kind of a thing happening where they were communicating and then it progressed from there. Uh, but let's close with prayer. Dear Jesus, Lord, protect us, your people, from being deceived. Help us to understand and believe your word of what it says, that it's there to protect us from evil. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me today. Tomorrow morning we will be reading about covetousness. Now it's interesting to me we're getting close to the end of this book, to the end of this, yeah. And covetousness, if this book is progressing from early times to then eventually get to future times that we have not been at to yet, that haven't happened yet, that covetousness is placed where it is in this lineup. So we'll read that tomorrow morning. Have a wonderful day. God bless you all.